Hey guys, before we get started, just that business stuff, you know, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Hit like and subscribe on whatever podcatcher you listen to the Launchpad Podcast on, but leave those reviews. It really helps our metrics, helps them numbers, helps us rise in the ranks and get exposed to more people. Speaking of more people, tell your friends about us. If you are enjoying the Launchpad Podcast, tell your friends because they might like the Launchpad Podcast too. I know some of you probably have friends who are like, yeah, I know. You think they're funny. Get it. I'm not listening to a podcast. Whatever. Forget those guys. They shouldn't be your friends anyway. Tell them we can change. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, today we have a fun topic. We are talking about annoying characters. Did I do that? Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. And Matt, today we're talking about annoying You're ass annoying characters. Me. You're <laughs> yeah. annoying me. I was so annoyed today, man. I was in limbo. Like everybody had plans like this morning and like this. Oh was, yeah. Like we had plans to meet. I fucked you today. I had plans for a phone call meeting and they were like, hey, something came up. We're going to have to push. And I was like, all right, fine. But it's just like after all that shit, I was just stuck like, well, I got nothing to do. Twiddle my thumbs. And you were cool. So I had some baby, some baby drama and some dog drama go down. Everything's okay and everything's fine. But like it was more like people were sick, dogs were sick and everyone had to go to the doctor. And like we didn't even think it was going to be anything serious, but we had to wait. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but I can't do it right now. And you were like, that's cool. I'll wait. That's cool. I'll wait. That's cool. I'll wait. And it was like, I felt bad, kept pushing. Yeah. I was like, you want to reschedule? Like, no, let's just see if we could do it a little bit later. So I'm sorry. I was annoying. I was an annoying character in your in your drama today. <laughs> it was funny because you told me, like, you gave me a heads up. You're like, hey, it's looking like shit's going to get annoying today. And I literally made a joke. I was like, putting you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sent me a gif of some guy writing on some shit. Put you on the annoying list. Oh, man. Where do we start with this, man? I, I can jump in right away because there's some that made me think of this idea. Okay, what's the inspiration? This was this was okay. one from your list. Yeah. So the idea of this list is characters that are annoying, and it could be a character trope, like an archetype, or it could be a specific character in the specific media. One thing that I can't stand, and there's a couple examples. I can't but, stand them. But I hate that. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> The so hysterical that something is happening that like you almost need to get slapped character. Oh, I have uh, I call that the screamer on my list. Okay, I have it. See, to me, it's more like the he's going to get us. He's going to come in here. He's going to the worst example. And as a kid, it drove me insane. To this day, she drives me insane is the character Jackie in Jaws 2. Now, for those of you who don't remember Jaws 2, most of our audience, it's a great. Well, it's as a kid, I loved it because it was just more it was none of the drama of jaws one and extra shark bullshit and it's a bunch of kids on like windsurfer pontoon boat type of things and they're windsurfing and they all kind of get attacked and crash at the same time so they have this like all these boats are are together uh like little little pontoon boats not very protective boats and jaws is is killing them this girl, Jackie, immediately loses her shit to the point where when I Googled on Google to find her name, there is a Jackie loses her shit montage on, on YouTube. <laughs> and it's the introduction where she's flirty with another character. And then every other clip is her losing her goddamn mind 
And as a kid, I knew it was a trope. I understand that she was a device to show me that these kids are stressed and that she is the part of the group that's showing me that they're not oh, able to handle Oh, but she drives you fucking nuts. Uh, and it's like, I know that there's tension in the scene. I know that they're worried about stuff. I don't need somebody annoying me and the rest of the characters to tell me about it. It's like, you know, if I was that kid in the water and she's screaming, 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 I'd be like looking around, looking around, dip underwater and just pull her under and hold her <laughs> for a little bit and then pop back up and be like, is, is Jackie dead? Oh, shark got what her. What Jackie? Oh, uh-oh. Guys, we'll mourn Jackie. It is quieter now, though. Did you notice mm -hmm. that? And then when her body floats up, be like, guys, I found food. <laughs> I wrote, the way I wrote it was, any, hysteric, any hysterical characters, colon, Jaws 2, an actress named Donna Wilkes plays Jackie, and then all in caps, I wrote, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so... I called this trope, and I, I like your name, Hysterical. I called it The Screamer, and here are the names of the people on the list. Ruby Rod from The Fifth Element. I could not believe that that was on people's list, but yeah. I I find him hysterical. Agreed. But I understand sure. that he is annoying because in the movie, they acknowledge that he is annoying. Sure. Bruce okay. Willis finds him annoying. Sure. He's supposed to be annoying. Okay, I, I, I guess so. But to me, I love that character. He's a great example of hysterical, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, screaming all the time. The chick from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the last half hour of that movie is oh, her screaming yeah, okay. nonstop. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre is full of annoying characters, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Franklin. The other screamer I have, Olive Oil from Popeye. Sure. They're just helpless, like, oh, like little spaghetti arms flopping around. I don't know if hysterical, and I'm pointing at myself, I don't know if hysterical is a subsidiary of screaming, now I'm pointing at Rumi, or vice versa, but I feel like there's a difference because- They're tied together. They're yeah, there's a similarity for sure. For me, the character, the main survivor girl at the end of Chainsaw Massacre, I see how she's annoying. I'm annoyed by her, but in general, that- She's not necessarily hysterical when- Mine is the hysterical. Like, yes. Yeah. He's going to get us. We're, we're doomed. We're, hey, that's gonna. I can't stand that. You are specifically pointing out when everybody else is like, okay, we need to keep our heads calm. Let's keep our shit together. Texas Chainsaw Massacre chick, I understand why she's screaming. <laughs> You're being tied to a chair and about to be eaten by grandpa. Mm -hmm. I get it. You are allowed to be screaming. But here's another one. The last one on my screamer list, Willie Scott from the Temple of Doom. She was just annoying up and down. And I saw her while researching us. She probably falls into nine of these categories. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Also, not the only annoying character in that movie. I know. <laughs> we'll get to that. In fact, we could probably get to it next. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? The kid. I have. I call it the kid. Mm. Short round is my number one. You don't like short round? I like short round. Okay. These characters aren't just that I don't like them. They are annoying, though. Short round. Got it. Okay. So All right, on this enough. list, it's short round, Anakin Skywalker, Tim Murphy in Jurassic Park, and Scrappy Doo. Tim Murphy in Jurassic Park? Alex's younger brother. Alex is also on this list, but in a different category. Who, who's Tim Murphy? They're the little kids in Jurassic Park. Oh, the, in the first Jurassic the Park. First the first Jurassic Park, the two okay. little kids. Tim is the one who's the annoying kid. <laughs> oh, is like, that's Alan his character Grant, name. I love you, Alan yeah. Grant. I read your book. Oh, I'm going to keep fucking around when the T-Rex is out here instead of being still like a fucking moron. He's just an idiot <laughs> the whole time. Okay. But he's a little kid and little kids are morons. I mean, Short Round is annoying because he's like a fucking annoying little kid. But Love him. He's a fun character. That sidekick character of like the little kid, mm -hmm. the scrappy do. I just want to punt that dog into a I million years away. Yeah, I get that. Like they're 
too eager to be in the situation that they're in. They're too excitable. I, I mean, I probably am that character. You are that to me. Do you know that? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You didn't find me in a trash dump trying to pick your pocket. <laughs> no, I found you in fucking Emerson College trying to join my club. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying, though, and I like I, I think you're right. I think an annoying character is not necessarily a character that you dislike. So I, I get that. I, I yeah, can see what like, you're saying. Short Round is a fun character for that movie, mm-hmm. but if there was a television show like the Short Round Indiana Jones Adventures, oh, be, he would grate yeah, yeah, on me. Yeah, that's true. Fast. That's true, and I think that's that's another thing to think about is some of these some of the discrepancies that you and I will have on a line graph. We would see it over time. So yeah. like Short Round, I love for the two hours of Temple of Doom, but like you said, if Temple of Doom was a miniseries or a show, you would not like him by the end of the eighth no. hour. For sure. I mean, Scrappy Doo is immediately a fucking put downable dog. Right. You need like. <laughs> There's one or two minutes of him where you don't want to kill him, but then after that, you're a, you're not. Scrappy do man by his like third word out of his mouth. I'm oh, I like him a little bit because he gets shit done. Whereas like Scooby, is I just like, want to poison his Scooby snacks. You don't even need to poison it. I mean, you know, you have a little guy. You don't even need to poison a dog that small. You could do so much. Just be like, here's a little chocolate bar. Have fun with that. <laughs> A bite size, like a fun size bar. Oh, Scrappy Doo shits himself to death. See, I knew you were going to put kids. I thought you were going to be more pointed. Do you have other kids on your list? Yeah, the next one, Child Hackers, where Tim Murphy's Mm -hmm. sister pops up. Now, this is my number one. This is my number one greatest Mm -hmm. pet peeve character trope of all time. And it's a little tough because it has some some nuances to it. But I call it the Child Hacker. Right. But it's also the Child Genius, the Savant Child. It's the child that's just more special because of something. And... Jurassic Park, Alex Murphy, Lex Murphy is her name. She mm-hmm. sits down to reboot the fucking security system. She's like, it's, Lennox, I, I know, know this, this system. Bullshit, you know this system. I'm good at computers, but I sit down at a system that I know. And if I try to hack into somebody else's bullshit, I can't even log on to my server at work without getting the IT guy because I know that system. I have the code written down. If it doesn't work or it's broken, you can't fix it, you fuckhead. Children can't fix it. What if you had the motivation of a velociraptor rattling at your door? You don't think you'd figure that shit out? You'd have to be a real fucking smart ass to do that shit. <laughs> and she has not proven herself to be really fucking smart. They have not shown her able, capable to do anything with computers up until this point. That's true. That's motivated. <laughs> that's the problem moment. I have with that specific character. It's not like they, they planted the seed earlier. There's no Ugh. checkoff gun earlier with yes. a computer but like, situation. In Robocop 3, there's a little girl who can repair Robocop. In the fucking new Predator movie, that kid I wanted to punt in the face. If you guys haven't listened to the, our review of that movie, I wish you could see right now, and I would be interested to see how often we get like this during this episode. Rumi is like visibly tense. He fucking hates these hacker children. And I lived with him for years. I didn't realize that until we did the Predator episode. And he was like fucking foaming at the mouth. Listen to how angry he sounds in that episode. You're starting to get like that Yeah. Now. Oh, I'm going to get amped up. But <laughs> the kids kill me because, look, okay, a movie like Goonies works because yeah. all the kids are stupid. All the kids <laughs> suck in that movie. But when you have an ensemble of, of kids doing stuff together, okay. it's fine. It works in Stand By Me. But when you just have this kid who out of the blue is better than the adults around them, Mm. I lose my shit because it just doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It's something that only exists in television and movies, and it's so unrealistic, it's infuriating. 
Now, you said out of the blue. Is that a big component with it, you think? Because I feel like, like you said, Jurassic Park does come out of the blue, but the Predator, it's established very early on that he is a savant. No, no. It's just the fact that kids are not better than adults. Look, they may be more honest. They may be more pure. They may be, yes, there are children now who are like, hey, we should be saving the planet. I have to live here. And adults are like, get money, get bitches, fuck your planet. But like when the kid is like, I know how to work technology better than the adults around me, unless it's a VCR or like the iPad bullshit. I'm on board with that. And let me use that as a segue into my next category, which is a kid. Kids who can't fucking act. Okay. You said that kids will speak the truth. And I was trying to think of like, well, what can kids do better than adults. And I was like, well, sometimes kids can think outside the box because they're so stupid and they come from left field. So creative. And yeah. I thought yeah. of like, okay, what can it, what what example from a movie can I think of? And I came up with, because I'm going to write this from the archive files, the little fucking kid at the end of Attack of the Clones. Obi-Wan goes into a Yoda classroom and there's like 20 little assholes with lightsabers just moving them back and forth. And he's like, Master Yoda, I need to find this planet somewhere. And they look in the archive and they can't find it. And Yoda goes, younglings, who knows why the fucking planet's not there. And one kid goes, because somebody erased it from the archive files. And the idea is supposed to be that these two older Jedis weren't thinking it's not there because someone took it off. It was a missed point in the movie where the, the, the movie could have said like, ah, look, the mind of a child works differently than an adult. But instead you had some stupid fucking Ugh. producer's kid go, somebody erased it from the archive files. And like that's, it's just terrible. Now, kid actors is tough. I agree. It's really annoying when kids can't act, but it's not their fault. They are in a situation that they probably don't deserve to be in. I think that's true and that makes me hate the kids slightly less but it makes me hate the movie more because like on the day you knew you were getting that. Yeah. Then in editing you knew you were getting that. Also you could have cut to any kid and if that kid couldn't do it you go hey kid right. next to him say the line. <laughs> hey that didn't work. You right. say okay everybody say the, the line. Best one? Who's the best one? Or if, if you're a fucking Attack of the Clones CGI the entire thing. Yeah. Make it one of those stupid little Greedo face kids. This is the whole thing we have to talk about at some point but this Christmas I just got into Lifetime and the Hallmark movie movies. Holy They're so shit. bad. But like I watched two or three that were terrible, but I watched one that was like shitty movie gold. But that one had a terrible actor kid who delivered a lot of lines and had like a very touching end scene. Like one of the last lines of dialogue where she says, I'm proud of you, Uncle Steven, or whatever the fuck a guy's name was. And it seems like the child had a lobotomy. And what I don't understand, like it clearly was someone on the production's child. It had to have been. Had to have been. But like, no, that's not true. It's because you hire kids based off their headshot, not off of their capability. That's why it happens. It's so bad. Yeah. Like my notes here, I wrote in (laughs) the kid who can't act. And then I wrote in caps, cast someone else. (laughs) Like you knew they sucked on the day is what I wrote. It's like, Sometimes, and I think the difference here between kids and adults are when you watch a movie like The Room and you watch Tommy Wiseau who cannot act, it's funny, it's mean, but it's funny because you're laughing at someone trying to do something and failing. But when you watch a kid do it, it's not funny because they can't do better because they're kids. And then you're mad, or at least I'm mad at the production for doing it anyway. You yeah. Know? Yes, you know. But as somebody who has, is working in production and there's a lot of kids on our show, I, I, I see why it happens and I I feel bad for the kid and I feel bad for the production and I feel bad for the director because everybody involved doesn't have time for this fucking shit. 
Because <laughs> there's someone erased it from the archive file. <laughs> All right. The next one on my list, this is one that's kind of involved with the hysterical person. If this okay. person is hysterical, they're annoying. I called it The Voice. It's a character with a wildly annoying voice. Oh, okay. Pee Wee Herman, who on the onset, I don't hate. I, I actually enjoy Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse for what it is, but holy shit, that's, I can't marathon that. Sure. Okay. Anything with Fran Drescher in it. SpongeBob. <laughs> It's Pat, which is a terrible movie and nobody should watch anyway, but sure. I, oh my God, why is the voice so annoying? The guy from Superstore, which is a television store. Oh, I love that show. Who, which, you do? Which guy with the voice? He's the boss. He has a horribly annoying oh, voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, handle sure. it when he's on screen. The kid from the show, The Goldbergs, which I don't really watch that show, but it had Freddy Krueger in it. Robert England reprised as well. So I watched an episode and I was like, interesting. Does the kid always sound like that? So I watched another episode. <laughs> sure does. That kid's voice. I, 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 I'm sorry. I can't handle it. Do you think, because you named a couple different characters that did a couple different things, do you think the idea is to cast someone with a unique or annoying voice as part of the comedy and just when it hits your specific ears or people like-minded like you, it's too much? Yes. I mean, Fran Drescher is in a slam dunk annoying character. Like, she had a television show. Mm -hmm. It's part of the, the shtick. Yeah. I don't need to watch it. Mm, I get that. I see I see what you're saying. Here's another quick one. The racist caricature. Now, this only pops mm. up in older films. Sure, usually. You... <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky. Uh, here's the biggest example is Mickey Rooney from Breakfast on T right. at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays this horrendously racist Asian character. Yeah. And it's like every time he's on screen, you're just cringing your mind of any movie that has like a prolonged blackface scene and you're just right. cringing. That's super annoying because in otherwise pretty damn good movies, like Breakfast at Tiffany's is, is a pretty good movie. You know, there's a lot of great movies that are just marred with like this horrendously racist caricature that you're just like, oh, oh. Ooh, why? Well, the funny thing, it's been a while since I've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. That character... Doesn't need to be in the movie. Right, it's not essential. First of all, it's not essential that he's Asian. No. And the character's not an important character. No, so they like, were just like, this is hysterical. Think, yeah, it was like... <laughs> Yeah, like, did you think it was, like, really funny when you did it, or? <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's super annoying, because you're like, I want to enjoy this movie, and, oh, here it comes. Ooh, oh, it's so cringy. It would be different if, after the fact, and again, that movie is older, so times change and things become sure, more or less I, PC. I, I get it, But, yeah. like, when you make something racist like that, if, if Mickey Rooney were to apologize after the fact, like, if he were to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that might make it more palpable. No, I know what you mean. And actually, that was that was a category that I almost put on here. But then I was like, I don't like that. I don't think it's okay to do now. But like when you watch a movie from the 40s, from the 30s, or even from the 50s, people viewed things differently. People felt differently. Yeah. Things were... There's a lens. Right. For instance, Disney Plus has to put those Correct. caveats. Yeah. That movie Dumbo has the, the... Oh, yeah. Crows, right? One of my favorite songs in the fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> I love when I see an elephant fly. And yes, the caricature is cringy and terrible. Right. But fuck, that song's a jam. <laughs> Fair enough. That's how we're going to end this episode, right? <laughs> I just done see about everything when I see an elephant yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a good one to notice. It doesn't annoy me though. I'm not like, oh, good blackface. 
<laughs> I'm not like that. Of course. But I, I definitely, like, it doesn't annoy me, and I don't hate it. It annoys me because it's marring a movie that I want to enjoy. Okay, yeah, I, could, I, I, could, I get that. I get that. Give me another one of your categories. All right, you want to know what really annoys me? Yeah, what really annoys you, Rumi? Okay, this is going to be hard to pin down specific examples, but you're going to know right away what I'm talking All about. Right. Horror movie staple. Yeah. Everybody's horny, especially teens, right? Yeah. Some movies have teens that are hornier than others. Yeah. I can't stand the couple, and it's not just horror movies, but it's usually horror movies, where it's a guy and a girl who can't help but have some sort of sex the entire time. Like, when you're introduced to them getting to the, you know, the camp, they come out of the van making out and immediately run into the woods to fuck. Congealed at the hips. Yes. And it's or like, lips. Yeah. To the point where like other characters are even like, dude. Friday the 13th. Yes. And yeah. it, like it's a, the, the horny teens and sex in horror movies is absolutely a trope. It's important. Actually, sure. It's structurally important. It, there's a moral to it. I get that. And I'm not saying that teens shouldn't have a sex component to it. Horny teens is fine. But I'm talking about the couples that are like, hey, babe. And then they just they start making out during conversations. And you're like, who does that? I knew people who were borderline this way, like couples in high school. In high, right. When we borderline, were in yeah. high school. But like, that's the thing is in high school. But I mean, like nonstop. Like, oh, so I read a, there's a Punisher comic. Uh, it's the return of Ma Gnucci. There's a scene where a shitty person, they're trying to make him an asshole, is at the uh, zoo with his girlfriend. Yeah. And he flashes her, like he pulls her skirt up in front of everybody just to be a dick. And she's into it. And you're like, who does that? Yeah. And in Return of the Living Dead, this is the one thing that I remembered specifically. Leanna Quigley strips down completely naked and is dancing in the rain in a graveyard. Pay attention to me. Yeah. And it's like, who does that? I mean, yeah. no problem. Naked is naked. I'll see a naked chick all day. That's fine. There, were, I feel like there was a couple like that in Cabin Fever. In Chopping Mall, there's a couple couples boning. We've talked about this multiple times. Ten feet from each other. Boning yeah. in a store. Yeah. In, without any sort of partitions or anything. I would say for 20 minutes, I Googled horny teen couple. In not what you want to Google. Not not a search you want on your computer, Rumi. Well, there was not <laughs> as many porn or porn-related things. There was a lot of articles about how horror movies make you horny. There were a lot of movies about why and how women get horny. And I was like, you're missing one. And I tried synonyms. I tried all different oh, ways to say. Isn't that isn't that annoying when you when you have a very specific search that should result in things? Yes. This happened to me when I was looking up Harbinger of Doom, that character in movies okay. it's like I'm the old yeah. man don't go yeah not annoying I like that guy yeah I agree but <laughs> when you search for that it does not result what you want it to result right. it does not come back with like, you're like it's in every horror movie just right. give me examples I had the same thing with the hysterical person yeah. I tried doing that and there's a movie called Hysteria and all the results for that and mm. I was writing hysterical then I was writing freaking out same thing but for this one it was like specifically I was getting all these fucking things you gotta like, search for it, that annoying chick who everybody has to slap yeah I, I did, seriously looked up movie slaps and I was like no it's not it, it was not necessarily about hysterical stuff but yeah this, the making out super sexualized like cannot and like when I was in high school I was as horny as everybody else was and I still have my horny moments thank you very much but like I've never walked up to someone and introduced myself to them while making out and finger banging somebody you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. that's never happened yeah no that this it is a character the hyper sexualized unseparable right couple the yeah. only person that gets a pass is Corey Feldman in Friday the 13th when he is looking out the window and he sees a girl changing and he like punches his pillow and then he looks back and then he, she's changing more 
and he like rolls on his back with his hands and feet wiggling in the air and then his mom or his sister comes in and he pretends like he's sleeping really quick but he gets such a kick out of seeing that naked chick and later him and his sister walk upon everybody's uh, skinny dipping and the twins are in there boobs and everything and he loves that shit too and I'm like that's cool no, I, props to young Corey Feldman for well, seeing all that he shit. might be borderline into my next category which is the creep <laughs> talk about segues nice so this is something that also pops up a lot in Friday the 13th movies but the one that specifically got me on the list was the creep from Final Destination 3 the kid with the video camera yes We've seen movies where there's a creep character. He's a pervert. He's mm-hmm. he's a horny asshole and that everybody's everybody else in the movies annoyed by him. They're like, don't be such a pervert. God, I was going to say, he's the one character that the horny teenagers are annoyed by. Oh, you're annoyed like, by. Bro, you're doing a little much, yeah. man. Yeah. Bro, man, cut it up. Cut it up. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. He's like trying to get upskirt shots at shit. Like, he's a, he's a creep in the worst way. Mm. He's the kind that you're like, when he's dead, you're like, good, I'm glad you're dead. Don't want to be that guy in the movie. Mm. But like, it's that guy and then Quagmire from Family Guy is just like an is annoyingly perverted like so much so that you're like settle the fuck down oh my god you deserve to be in jail right right right. like you deserve to be canceled (laughs) you are a hashtag waiting to happen you are a terrible terrible archetype that's just gone too far i get that i think quagmire is doing it on purpose like quagmire is the rape joke right they're trying to make shocking jokes with him all the time like that's his purpose yeah but it's it's so much so that I'm annoyed by it. Right, right, I agree. Do you think the character in Final Destination or other movies like that, do you think that is the movie or the, the writer's, director's, producer's intention? The reason Quagmire is acting that way is for the sake of comedy, whether or not you think it's funny or not. Do you think the guy in Final Destination or movies like that, do you think that's an attempt at comedy? I think they want you to hate him, for mm. sure. For sure. He's supposed to be annoying. But there's a level of supposed to be annoying, and then it goes too far. Sure, To yeah, the point yeah. that you're like, dude, when everybody wants him dead, you just need to do it like when you drag out their death it's right, right 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 just like fuck all right while we're on family guy i fucking hate chris griffin oh but there's God. been one or two episodes where he's said or done something funny but for the most part he's annoying he doesn't serve a purpose he just literally takes up animated space i can't stand him I don't have much more to say about it than that, but just fuck Chris Griffin. Oh my God. Well, he falls into one of my categories. Most of Family Guy, I hate. I, I'm, I'm over sure. that show. I used to think it was very, very funny, but- First three seasons were great. Yeah. So Chris Griffin fell on to The Pathetic Loser for me. And this is a big nice. one because okay. I think this is one of the biggest categories that people fall into. It's not just losers. There's lots of, like my wife brought this point up. There's lots of movies with losers, endearing losers, hero losers, the losers that that rise and accept who they are and become, they empower themselves because they're losers. Which loser did she say you were? Oh, I'm the cool loser, dude. I'm the coolest of them all. I'm the scrappy-doo loser. <laughs> Hell no. This is the pathetic loser. And the first first one that comes to mind was Shelly from Friday the 13th Part 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's a great example. Biggest pathetic loser. Because just when he's about to be endearing loser, he does something. You're just like, you're fucking pathetic, asswipe. He's like juggling. She's like pretty good at juggling. He's like, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm just a loser. And you're like, yeah, the losers who admit they're losers and are like, can't even get past it. The worst. Chris Griffith, pathetic loser. Urkel. Oh, my God. Which then also, Urkel is so fucking annoying. He becomes like creepy loser. Is he also in a voice category for you? He's He hits almost all of the categories. (laughs) But again, that was the point. Right, right, right. Actually, the point was so that guy from Die Hard got a TV show about his family and Urkel took it over. Yeah. Yeah, there is a difference between loser and pathetic ones. Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones, which you haven't seen, pathetic loser. So sad. Aunt Gail from Bob's Burgers and Bob's Burgers characters are on here a lot. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gail is a voice. Does she annoy you? Gail? I can't watch an episode with Aunt Gail in it. Really? I hate Aunt Gail. Mm. I... 
just they need to sneak over and kill her with kitty litter. <laughs> she's a pathetic loser. She's a screamer. You're right. Hysterical. Yeah, she, she's hitting a lot of these. And uh, most of, again, I love Bob's Burgers as a show, but his entire family annoys the shit out of me mm. because every time he just wants to do one thing, I just want to have a good day at my business. Right. His family ruins it for him. I just want to have a perfect turkey for Thanksgiving. That's all I ever want. He wants to have a nice Thanksgiving dinner for his family with the turkey and his family ruins it. And it has to force him to say, okay, well, the real important thing in life isn't what I want. It's that I have a family and we're having I was three hours late here today for that exact fucking reason. Oh. You are my turkey that I wanted to have not ruined. But yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So the, the pathetic loser Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. There he is. Yeah. The guy in the wheelchair Real at the chair. beginning who's just annoying. <laughs> That's the noise he makes always the time. <laughs> when he gets killed, like I'm just so happy because it's better for him and everybody in the world. Oh <laughs> yeah. Pathetic losers. You got another one? I have I have tons of them here. This is kind okay. This is kind of a loser character so it's not as great a segue as yours all right for the longest time and it was pretty much it was definitely before i discovered what tenacious d was i fucking hated jack black in any movie he was in why i couldn't stand his face i couldn't stand how he acted and he played i think the main two were enemy of the state and the jackal he played very similar characters and i was like fuck that guy i wrote it down the cable guy the fan mars attacks the jackal and i in parentheses i wrote the jackal black <laughs> <laughs> enemy of the state i couldn't stand him in any of them i think that he in those roles tried to like steal the show now i don't know if jack black as an actor decided that i don't know if the director said this is going to be your big cameo and you're starting to become this music slash comedy sensation you should you know play it over the top but or or i also am totally open to the possibility that i'm just interpreting it that way but he just immediately rubbed me the wrong way for years then when i heard tenacious d i was like this is hysterical and someone's like that's the guy from this and i was like no because tenacious d is super funny then i started to watch and listen more to tenacious d and i warmed up to jack black how do you feel about school of rock didn't see it but i'm sure i don't like those movies as vehicles anyway like all the like you know school of rock is essentially just superstar and um anchorman and all that's the same movie i hate that shit that said i love tenacious d kung fu panda was fucking hysterical and jack black's character grabbed me by the heart in king kong i am not gonna lie he was one of the best parts of that king kong movie king I kong's great you and i agree that king kong and is he, cool. the whole movie is very good it's got flaws for sure but mm. he was definitely a strength which i feel weird saying so but here's here's an interesting thing anytime you have a movie where you suddenly have a character who appears and it doesn't matter what their name is you're like that's jack black right 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 it, in a movie it happens a lot where you have a cameo that stands out because of who's cast Mm -hmm. as opposed to him being a character in a movie. And it happens a lot. Sure. And I actually have a note here about like saying this almost turns into actors I hate as opposed to characters. But I specifically hate the movies that I just listed of Jack Black. I hate his character. I hate him. I hate his character. And I wrote, this almost turns into actors I hate, like Elle Fanning. And then again, in all caps, I wrote, ugh, I hate <laughs> Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning could play fucking me in a biopic for me. I would, ugh, I can't stand her. I don't think she's a good actress. Okay, moving on. Well, here's a character that he often plays in movies, mm-hmm. the burnout stoner. 
Mm-hmm. And that almost made my list. I don't I have a ton of examples of it, but yep. like, look, we got one great burnout stoner and he's pretty annoying, but he does it on purpose and it's a great character. And that's Jason Mewes playing mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob, part of the Jay and Silent Bob stoner characters. And he is like this super grating character on purpose. He's supposed to be abrasive to you. That's why all the characters right. react to him the way they do. But in the 90s, after he did that, everybody tried to be a version of that. Mm. And it's like, unless you're Cheech and Chong and unless you're Jason Muse, you don't get a pass. Right. And the worst version is the, like the low budget one in Freddy versus Jason. That was the first one I thought of when like, you said that character. And, and there's tons of them. In in Friday the 13th Part 3, mm. there's two characters that are like Cheech and Chong knockoffs. Yep. That suck. It's like, look, Cheech and Chong and Jason Mewes are the ones who did it. And whether you think they're annoying or not doesn't matter. They are the ones who wrote the blueprint for those characters. Cheech and Chong for the hippie stoners, Jason Mewes for the 90s skater stoner. That's it. Anybody doing another version of that is probably ripping them off in a way that is annoying as fuck. Because also the thing about the stoner, like you said about the horny teenager, can't go five minutes. You turn around, you're like, what's that smell? And they, they're smoking a right. joint. You're like, right. you're in my mom's van. Why did you think that yeah. was appropriate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you two, stop making out. You, stop smoking a, what do you call drugs nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that a, is that a marijuana cigarette? <laughs> but like, it's like the kid, you know, you're getting chased by a killer. Hey, you know what really draws a killer to your location? Smoking a doobie. <laughs> like they can smell that shit too. It reeks. <laughs> reeks a sticky icky in here. You don't think he's gonna follow his nose like a little weed ass toucan Sam? He knows where the fuck you are the second you light that joint up. I live in an apartment building, not a big one, but the second I smell that shit, I'm like, huh, looks like apartment three's token up. Like, you don't think the killer's going to know where you are? It just drives me nuts, especially in horror movies, because they're usually bad actors on top of it. See, it's funny because I didn't put, I thought about the specific exact characters with some of these specific examples, and I didn't put on my list because I was like, they kind of don't annoy me, and the stuff that they do, like the, I think that that character annoys me because I don't do drugs. I've never smoked anything. I've never gotten drunk. Since high school, I got I, some work to do, huh, Rumi? I, <laughs> I couldn't stand. Well, Rumi, I got a little surprise for you. <laughs> you just looked at the water I'm drinking. The water you've been drinking place. has been spiked. I won't tell you with what, but. It was spiked with butt. <laughs> <laughs> With what? But when I start looking like a talking lizard and you can taste the color purple. That killer's going to find me immediately. <laughs> like he's going to smell that I was drinking tainted water. Uh, I have the inverse of the stoner, mm. the goody goody. Yeah. I have a couple moral compass characters that annoy me. But the goody goody. Your list is way longer than I know, mine is. Is the Fred from Scooby-Doo. Just just the good guy. Sure. He's okay. Like, he's like, hey, gang, we should use teamwork to get it. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's that guy. Like the Boy Scout almost kind of like All-American. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. The All-American, the Boy Scout. That rubs you the wrong way. The fucking Wonder Twins rub me the wrong way. Yeah. For that very reason. It's just like you have a character that is the Boy Scout. Exactly. Captain America in his worst version mm. is this. Superman in his worst version is this. But it's usually like somebody who's way too like, I don't care that you haven't, don't drink and don't do drugs. But like, it's the person who's like. you've seen me kill a man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if you're the person who's like, yeah, but you shouldn't do that either. Right, right, and we right, should right. go to meetings. I'll take, I'll drive you to the meeting right now. And you're like, stop, stop it. <laughs> just fuck off with that goody, goody, good mm-hmm. shit. I'm a Boy Scout. I'm a goody. <laughs> goody but glug, glug, glug. i don't get like that's the thing it's like you have to find that balance and and it's all feeding i have i have a thing for the end and i keep wanting to say it but it's it's for the end and it's the grand thing i've noticed through all of this but we'll get to it okay give me another one of yours okay here's just two specific ones there's no segue also the wonder twins suck i i, I need to emphasize that more i hate the Wonder Why? twins. we'll get to it later keep going <laughs> 
I actually doing some research. I did see them, and I was like, I never had a problem with either of them or both of them. I'm <laughs> fucking suck. I can't stand Lo, the progressive fucking commercial girl. Can't stand anything Why? about her. What is don't, annoying about her? She's helping you get good insurance right through me. I'll tell you when I need to change my insurance. I don't think she's funny. I don't think the commercials are well written or funny or make me want better insurance. I don't understand what the draw is. Like when I watch a commercial that leaves more questions than answers, I feel like the commercial has failed. Here's what I think you're annoyed by. It's not Flo. It's anybody in this thing is a fabricated spokesperson that you're being told is funny and that you should like because of For the sure. spokesperson. And that, that might be a better way because right next to Flo, I have the Geico Gecko. First of all, his fucking accent drives me insane even more so than anything about him. Do but. you like the Mayhem character? Yes. very. I think that's funny. <laughs> But I think uh, what it's maybe it's contextual based because you like it because he's a man. I like it because I know he was in Oz and he raped people. <laughs> well, but like whether you think that's funny or not, he's trying to sell you insurance by becoming something that is creating mayhem, which makes you need insurance. The Geico lizard. You don't have walks- to tell me how insurance commercials work, Ruby. <laughs> But the, the 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 Geico just the guy the gecko just fucking talks about things. My problem is that you are being fed a spokesperson and being told to like them and recognize them. And mm. when you see them, think of our company. I don't blame Flo. I actually like her because I think what she's doing for them is the best thing you could do for what you're given. Like you are being handed a branding and being like, make this funny or do this character and do this thing. It's the the, the two guys from the Sonic commercials. Like I don't blame them for being shills for a shitty corporation good for you for taking it to the bank i find the consumerism offensively annoying not necessarily getting deeper than than we intended well i have issue with people trying to sell me shit I mean, yes or no is flow an annoying character to you? Not to me. Okay. The the commercial the itself, yes. The commercial itself is annoying. Gotcha. Not the character. I see what you're saying. I understand your distinction. I think both are annoying. Sure. You can have and you can have it. It's like as much as I find Anakin Skywalker annoying, making the Phantom Menace is the bigger sin. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Both are annoying to me in that situation as yeah, well. Not his fault at all. Like to me, Flo and Anakin Skywalker have a lot in common. Jar Jar Binks, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, had a really hard time for playing Jar Jar Binks. Not his fault. Not his fault that the character was if written shitty. If you for him. were to remake Phantom Menace. Yeah. With Flo, if you were to remake any of the prequels with Flo as any of the other characters, it would be an improvement. <laughs> yes. Here's a fun movie. Remake a movie in your mind. The Flo to Miss? Yeah. <laughs> Replace one of the main characters with Flo. Does it make it a better movie? I mean, the prequels, yes, for sure. Now, this is just a ripoff of another one that uh, actually, uh, Evil Dead, our friend Lee, mm-hmm. pitched this online and Kate brought it up to me. It's, think of a movie, keep one character as human, the rest are Muppets. Mm. Kate goes, Schindler's List, keep Ray Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love you so much right now. That's pretty good. We could, we should, we should do that episode. Do that with Flo, where it's like, replace the girl in the red coat with Flo. <laughs> You'd like that. All right. Here's one for me. The Brat. Okay, go on. And it's D-A, Duh Brat. No, just kidding. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, Nellie Olson from uh, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> the Rich Kid Asshole, Baruch Assault from Charlie and Shaq on Factory. Okay. And also Peter Griffin, who is a big man-child brat. Okay, I get that. So someone who whines, 
someone who wants their own way unconditionally, mm-hmm. someone who bitches when they don't get it and acts what younger or acts immature, immature in a about situation. it. Yeah, I mean, Brooke Assault is the quintessential. Sure, yeah, yeah, that was the, that that. I mean, that was when you said the brat. I knew that was. I knew she was going to be on that list. Yeah, but yeah, these kids suck. What about the brat pack? I don't know why they're called that. Were they brats? I mean, I guess in a much looser definition of the word. I mean, I know the Rat Pack is a thing and it's a play on words, but the Brat Pack. Yeah, I think that was they were, they were stretching that. From that what I know, who bit. they are, it's like they killed vampires. That's pretty cool. Killed vampires. The Brat Pack, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Oh, they killed vampires. <laughs> Some of them did, I suppose. All right, fair enough. I mean, when two out of the I don't know who yeah, else is see. in the who else is in the Brat Pack? Uh, like all the John Hughes people, Molly Ringwald. Oh. The loner guy from Breakfast in Detention. What's that movie called? Breakfast Club? Yeah. I mean, those That's movies are okay. Pack. I mean, they're all right. Kind of bratty. Kind of brat. What fucking brat? I just hate those guys. <laughs> you got another one? Yeah, I got a good one. All right, what is it? Anything in a movie, usually a horror movie, that is short and runs in a POV shot, mumbling the whole time. I hate that shit. Oh. In the first Puppet Master, is like the biggest example I could yeah. think of, is like the first Puppet Master, before you even see puppets, there's a point of view shot of Blade, one of the puppets, running around a hotel lobby. And as he's running, he's going, <laughs> and then as he peers, like, it's you're his POV. As he peers around stuff, you hear him go, eh? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Creatures that are running around like ghoulies. But like, you, it's a POV shot. And it's almost like the filmmakers are like, people are not going to understand what they're seeing through here unless, unless we, we put make the noises. voice of a creature. So I'll add to this list all the droids in the prequels. <laughs> yeah. And like, why did the droids need more emotion? I don't... It's like There's the prequels nothing, the prequels and, and are so stupid to begin with. Like a, it's almost like a null and void. I know, argument. but they added way more emotion to the droids. It's like, did you see how good R two D two worked? He didn't have any emotion. Right. He didn't say shit. I understood. He makes noises. He's like, mm-hmm. and it's like that's fine. But when you have a droid literally going nanny nanny boo boo and to piss off another droid, it's too much. Oh yeah, yeah. Human influence. Oh fucking stupid. I just can't stand like. <laughs> now we're just making noises this is super weird yeah people are turning us off it annoys the shit out of me tuning, tuning into a much more interesting podcast. no because we they didn't see our point of view if they saw our oh. point of view while we made that they wouldn't like it they would know how about this one this kind of is in that line the sidekick aka snarf jar jar gleek was part of the Wonder Twins, the entire Wonder Twins. Fine team. with Gleek, fine with Snarf. Orko, Flava Flav. I mean, they're just all <laughs> annoying characters. And it's like small creatures that are just annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. You're fine with Snarf? To be fair, I don't remember the last time I watched an episode of Thundercats. So maybe as an adult now, I would be like, irri- like I've watched Pee Wee Herman recently, and I was irritated by him the entire time. But as a kid, I loved it. You're okay with Orko? Yeah. Again, Orko, I know I've watched Masters of the Universe in college. No, I'm Fine. At least uh, the idea of them, I'm okay with. Oh, snarf, man. What I do, you know, what I don't like, and I can say, I don't like when they are a comedic piece that is literally pausing the rest of the plot. So, like, if He Man has to be doing some shit, but then Orko's like, "Whoa, I have to fix this thing," and drops it, and it's like, you're "That's wasting the thing." My time he, they always just they always break something that is important. To, like Gene Belcher, who again, I like him in the show, but right, right. like Bob needs something important for his turkey, right, and Gene breaks. Yeah, he's going to fuck it up. Or like, you know, Snarf is going to drop the crystal that they need to vanquish Skeletor and he, he destroys it. And they're like, well. Snarf, if Snarf is vanquishing Skeletor, that's the second time you're crossing over two shits. 
I see why you'd be annoyed by them. They don't annoy me. Ugh, I can't stand it. Uh, God, the sidekick. Fucking the shitty sidekick sucks. All right. I have a good one while we're talking about the fantastical. I can't stand when you're watching the sequel to a horror movie mm-hmm. and the kids go to the cops and the cop are like, oh, you're telling me there's murders at Crystal Lake? And you're like, yeah, there's been murders at Crystal Lake for fucking five movies now. Yeah. I can't stand when a superhero or supervillain scoffs at somebody when they're like, oh, there's aliens coming. Bitch, you got your fucking powers from an irradiated something or other and now you can walk upside down. You don't think aliens could be a thing? Yeah. And I can't stand when someone in a universe where something wild happens can't understand that something else wild could possibly happen as well. And it happens all the time. I mean, the main thing for me is the idiot cop. What you said. Mm. Like, the idiot cop drives me fucking nuts. Dewey from Scream. It's like, cops shouldn't like this either. When they're portrayed (laughs) as fucking morons. When the cops show up and it's accompanied with some, like, doofy-ass music. Like, Dewey from Scream, stupid as fuck. J.W. Pepper from the Bond movies, Live and Let Die and the Man with Golden Gun. He's this Mm. idiot Southern cop. Oh, terrible. Al Powell from Die Hard is about as idiot as I want you to get. He's a murderer. I know. Kill the kid. <laughs> the best is that that delivery. I don't I know. Kill the kid. Sir. I killed the kid, Roy. I, I'm also annoyed by an idiot cop. But I'm just saying I can't stand a cop who is in a horror movie sequel. Yeah. And he, let, let's let's just say that you don't think there are murders happening. Yeah. Is it worth looking into if for the last 10 years there have been 36 murders in, in the place where 127 these people were murdered in your town and you're like, can't be this supernatural fucker again. Yeah. It's almost like if you called like a terrorist hotline or something and yeah. gave them a tip and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's Wait, ever going. You're not going to look in, like, you know what I mean? Like, you you set up a tip line because you wanted tips, right? Yeah. Well, here's a tip. Like, sure. The best you can hope for is what happens in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, where we go back and find her dad, and he's a drunk, and he's like, I don't know what happened that night. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, that's at least that's contextual. I at least buy that you don't know how to cope with it. He is also a drunk in 3, because he didn't know what he was doing in 1. But in in that universe, like the first movie, it's okay if, if you're like, dad, dad slash cop. Someone is attacking my friends in their dreams. Nope, I'm not buying that either. I buy that. But yeah. in two, three, four, five, you better start buying that when people have been dying in their dreams. When a Ray Harryhausen skeleton pops out of the ground and kills your friend. <laughs> yeah. And then kills you, apparently, but we don't see it. I see it only in a dream. Like, come on. Yeah. D- did he die believing? It depends on how much he had to drink. <laughs> Shouldn't have had that last shot of yeah, tequila. It depends on how much he had to drink. <laughs> All right. I have a couple quick ones. How about this? The Weirdos for Weirdos' Sake. Johnny Depp plays most of these. The Riddler, mm. Stu from Scream, suddenly turns into a... Annoys you? That he turns really weird. Towards the end? At the end. When yeah, he, yeah, He's yeah. like, I'm a killer. Yeah. Okay. And then he starts like, <laughs> okay, overacting the you're shit right, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so the weirdo. Johnny Depp is a big okay. proponent of that. Give me another one. Agro military kid, like the guy from Animal House. You know, he's like super military because <laughs> okay. my dad is like super hyper military person. Now, that's a character that is supposed to piss you off. It's supposed yeah, to have it that works. reaction. Do you think you have it more and you're like taking it personally or like it's no, just No, it's just something that I, I notice specifically in... in movies where you know there's that's a character that becomes annoying because you're like i get it you want to be in the military you want to go fight we get it you're you're super jockey i get it all right i'm gonna give you one that annoys i guarantee you it annoys everybody okay but hollywood keeps doing it for no reason hmm. the blood toucher you walk into something Ooh. and you're like oh what is that 
and you know damn well it's blood. You stick your fucking finger in it. Someone else's vital fluid, the fucking lifeblood of another human. You pick it up with your bare fingers to confirm that it's blood. Yep, it's blood. <laughs> I mean, you could only name about a million movies where that happens, right? Yeah, touching it with your bare hands. And why Why is that a trope? Like, why does that have to happen? Is it because it's just a visual and, and a director can't figure out another way to show us that they confirm that it's blood? You couldn't just show the person looking down. To a puddle of red. And then them going, oh. <gasps> It's blood. <laughs> also, because we see it so often, when you see a puddle of blood, do you suddenly be like, don't touch it, don't touch oh, 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 no, I'm touching it. Oh, oh it's blood. Well, part of that, I think, is a human thing, which is pretty funny, because it's like that, this plate is hot, yeah. right? Oh, is it? Ah! ah. You know? And I think like there's plenty of times where like I will see some shit in my counter, and I'll be like, what is that? And I'll say to myself, probably shouldn't touch it, it's sticky, and the next thing I know, my finger is sticky. And But I do feel that if I saw something I thought was blood, especially in a creepy situation, I wouldn't yeah, touch it. You wouldn't touch just it? Just because of this conversation. Uh, the plate is hot happens to me all the time where Kate puts <laughs> you something down. You are a plate is hot person for sure. Kate puts it down. I'll touch it. I go, ah, it's hot. And she goes, yeah, it just came out of an oven. And I'll be like, I know it just came out of an oven. I'm just confirming <laughs> that it's hot. <laughs> it fucking burns. That's why I have no fingerprints. <laughs> Here's one. It could be short. could be a little bit like the overly moral, aggressively moral guide. This is worse than the goody goody. Mm. This is the Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter or the chick from The Mist who's like militantly moral. Almost to like a religious level. Oh, fanatical. Mm. That's that's the good term for it fanatical okay. person who annoys like Dolores Umbridge annoys the shit out of you she's like torturing Harry Potter on her moral high ground and she's like loving it she relishes in the pain yeah she's <laughs> totally jilling off over that shit <laughs> and that chick from the mist like immediately mm -hmm. this is gonna be trouble down the road I gotta take care of this right now <laughs> you can see where this is kind of like guys in three days when this turns into Lord of the Flies she will have a small cult <laughs> Over by the butcher section, and we'll be sacrificing people alive if you don't now, curb the shit now. On day one of the mist, you see that shit's coming. Do you have the balls slash leadership ability to say that, guys, she's going to make a cult in a couple days. We have to either axe her, throw her outside, tie her up, something. Um... <sighs> See, here's the tough part. In my version of the apocalypse, if I'm in the mist, do I do it day one in front of everybody and be like, mm -hmm. we're not doing this shit. We're not right. going to let ourselves get into crazy town. I just saw the mist like recently, you guys. So <laughs> oh, I know. I'm high I on this. I still thing. see your little chubby. Or do I go, hey, 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 uh, crazy lady, you want to go in the back and pray real quick? Nice. And be come back and be like, I don't know. She swallowed the crucifix whole and like choked to death. I don't I don't know what happened. You think you would do that? Probably. I, she would have to be dealt with immediately. But you think you would do like a, a quiet subterfuge just you and her situation? I think if I killed her in front of everybody and be like, we can't do this shit, the next person is like, oh yeah, what are you going to do about it? They're like, I don't know. This is as far as this plan got, guys. I don't know. See, plan. it's funny because when you said that, I'm the person who I would immediately take charge. I would be take a person, charge, yeah. or at least try. I would be like, guys, we can't do this this is how it has to be and yeah. I would try to be that alpha. Absolutely. If we're ever misting together and I do that, if you take her into the back room and come out with the crucifix thing, if I'm in charge of our group, I won't look into it deeper. I'll be like, I believe them, guys. <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll have your back. I mean, I could also admit it. I'd be like, God told me to. <laughs> wow. He told her shit. He told me shit. I, I'll yeah. back your play yeah. either way. All right, cool. Because that helps the whole. It certainly helps my leadership <laughs> yeah. situation. Helps the delegation <laughs> for sure. Helps the delegation for sure. You're like, hey, I have a new role. Go clean up the dead body <laughs> of the bathroom. <laughs> Who's not doing it? Who needs a new job? <laughs>
Got a slightly off topic here. <laughs> right now, everyone is saying uh, annoying characters or people, podcasters who stop talking about stop talking topic. about their topic. All right, how about how about the know it all? Brainy Smurf, Sheldon Cooper, mm. y- uh, fucking young Sheldon. I hate The Big Bang Theory. Period. But the fact that they made a spinoff with the most annoying character blows my mind. The trope of that character doesn't bother me, but I certainly understand. I mean, it's supposed to bother people. I could see why you. He, he's borderline child hacker. I could see why you. But like Brainy Smurf is also super sure. annoying because he's the goody goody and he knows more than you it's like sure. fuck you but throw me some quickie i can't stand silk specter in watchmen okay in in let, let's just say the comic in the original comic the current silk specter in that book not her mom the young one yeah all she does that entire book pretty much is bitch and she's real crucial to the story her existence is literally crucial but she's like talking to a demigod who she's kind of like married to on mars and he, trying to appeal to him to save humanity from themselves from a nuclear apocalypse that they are running to but she cannot help but bitch about her own life and her her mom and her own stuff. It, and she, it it's just like solidifies. Non-stop. He's like, yeah, I probably should. Blow this yeah, place he's apart. like being existential and talking about like humankind. She's like, yeah, well, don't tell me about that because my mother pushed me into this career. And you're like, not the time. And you didn't take out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stand her. And I've read that book a billion times. I love it. Watchmen's great. I don't know if you changed her, if it would change the story, but I can't stand her. It's kind of important. Super. Well, I don't know if her bitchiness is important. <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, everyone in Sex in the City. Oh, they're charming for their own sake. It's not about the sex. It's about them growing up. It's about up. the city. I can't. I mean, I'm clearly is not like the target demographic and there's not much in that show for me but i watched a bunch of it when kate and i first started dating she liked the show and if i was going to make her watch people under the stairs i'm going to have to watch a little sex in the Mm. city and uh little house on the prairie i'll take little house on the prairie over sex in the city for sure yeah but i didn't hate the show but it also i understand why you would say that i hate every character in that show rubs me the wrong way the men are more annoying to me than the women in that show because the men all show up and it's like here's an archetype of oh yeah yeah you're right here's the knight in shining armor here's the drunk guy here's the guy who's only here here's for this. all the annoying characters we've mentioned right. the yeah. brainiac the loser the pathetic loser <laughs> then they argue about is he pathetic enough for right. me not to suck his dick yeah i get it i get it i can't i can't i just can't stand it. i don't watch much of it and to be fair if i sat down and like watched an episode yeah. maybe i'd like it more but the couple times a man has been watching it and uh, i've been in the room reading or whatever I sure it, it took some time to get into it. i could understand that and now you're what do they call a sex in the city fan <laughs> like what are you what do you consider yourself oh a woman <laughs> 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 I'm I don't know. <laughs> All right, give me give me your last one. Okay, so here's this is actually like a combo. Okay. This is a mother and kid combo who are in some sort of trouble and they need a knight in shining armor to protect them, but it's not a knight in shining armor story. Case in point like Punisher. Any Punisher movie? Yeah. It's the character or pair that are added to give humanity to the main character that doesn't need the humanity. Right. And it's like, my other example, oddly enough, was Rambo, the fourth movie in the series. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking mom from Punisher Warzone. I'm pretty sure. Not to be racist against all single moms in movies who look the same, but I'm pretty sure it's the girl from Dexter, Dexter's girlfriend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was the actress in both of those movies. No, this, uh, this is super annoying. I'm not saying that that trope is not necessary, but Punisher is not, should not be your knight in shining armor. When throwing darts at the board, when you're writing this movie and you're like, hey, we got this big tough guy. Yeah. Well, he's not going to appeal to a greater audience unless he cares about somebody. Who should it be? And they're throwing darts at the board and they're like, dog? No. They're like, hamster? No. They're like, mom and kid? Bingo. It's like, no, I'm tired of it. Spider-Man can do that. Captain America can do that. There are certain heroes. There are certain action movie stars that can do that. But 
there are other people like Punisher is not a hero. He's not a hero. He is a killer. He's supposed to, like, we always say it. He is the shark in Jaws. He is a killer. There's a, like Rambo. Rambo at that point in that movie was not a hero. He was just doing his own thing. Well, it patronizes the mother and child mm-hmm. as that's well. That's true, like, right. Like, that's not what those characters need. That's not what- Let them figure the it out themselves. <laughs> sure. I mean, it could, it could also be a kid. It could be a, the loser neighbor in the other Punisher movie. It's sure, not, yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. a woman. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the sex is. It's a in character- In the Punisher TV show, yeah. it's someone else's whole fucking family. It doesn't, yeah. It, it's, it's somebody trying to add humanity to a character that doesn't need it. The way that I wrote it in my notes here is, it is a forced emotional tether. Boom, it's, there that, you That's go. exactly what it is. It's like, how do we make the Punisher relatable on an emotional level? And it's like that. And it's like, first of all, I shouldn't be relating to the Punisher emotionally. He's yeah. a murderer, right? Like, really... Yeah. I should be enjoying it on a on a fantasy level because it's fun and I'm watching or reading that. Right. But I don't need to think, oh, he's being a good guy. That's not what he's fucking they about. They call it the save the cat moment and I don't need to see the Punisher save any cats. I need to see him shoot the people who are threatening the cat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's not a cat saver. He's a shoot the cat's enemies. Yeah. If anything. And then when they're shot, the cat can come down whenever the fuck he wants. He's a cat. He can climb. Punisher's not a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, to wrap this up, through this whole thing, I keep wanting to say this point and I okay. need Oh, you're so excited. Yes, all of these, every single one of them, and we could go on for days. Any archetype that is played wrong, bad, act, badly acted, mm-hmm. and turned up to 11 is annoying, and it steals the scene with how bad it stands out, and that is the thread through every single one of these. You wouldn't care about a Punisher who wants to save a mom and a child if their like misplacement didn't stand out so bad. The mm. insistence that you need to pay attention to them. When you have the shitty sidekick that I hate, the snarfs, he is stuck in there and been like, look how funny he is, kids. Buy this toy. Look how funny this character mm-hmm. is. Badly acted, annoying. He's there on purpose and it stands out and derails the storyline to look at this character. The Jack Black. Hey, look at this funny guy. He's right, in funny right. things. You guys like him, right? Now he's in oh, a movie. Oh, you're right, Rumi. You just fucking decoded the Matrix for me. Now I can see the green code in all this shit. <laughs> you can dodge bullets. <laughs> can dodge shitty character. Like the the, the brat, the Bar- the Baruch assault. I mean, the character's doing what it's supposed to do, but it derails you from the story to be like, fucking, I'm glad the fire's on right. today. We don't know, but I'm hoping it is. In my head, fire's <laughs> yeah. on. Like all of these characters derail you from the moment mm-hmm. with that level of, it's not just up to 10 as, okay, that's an annoying character. It's supposed to be annoying. It's turned up to an 11 and now you're like, I can't not look at anything else but how annoying this character right, is. Right, right, That's what it is. That makes sense to me all right that's a good that's a good culmination there should we count down the most annoying tropes yeah all right all right we are back with your pulp culture countdown for the most annoying characters at number five. Ooh, be so horny it's the racist <laughs> character no just kidding just kidding it's not but it is the horny characters it's the so horny it's annoying it's like we get it we get it we, you know we're, you're gonna go bone we're gonna see those tits but it's annoying when you guys cannot behave like normal human just, beings it doesn't look like human beings right like, there's one thing to be a walking trope but like fuck at least walk on four separate legs not two little hobbles dumped. I know right it's crazy that's number five Ugh. number four we have and this is Rumi's the hacker kid it definitely rubs me the wrong way it definitely takes me out of a movie because it's not believable at all and I think Rumi you summed it up best when you said a kid shouldn't be able to do something that a grown-up can't 
kids yeah. are not better at anything than grown-ups are. Uh, yeah. He's not, not anything good, but I think that's true. It, and I it's think that's probably why. my biggest pet peeve is the child hacker, but there are some more annoying characters. What do we have for number three? At number three, it's the pathetic loser. It's worse than a loser who could be redeemed. <laughs> worse than a loser with a heart of gold is the pathetic loser. I'm sorry, Shelly, from Friday the 13th Part 3. but You, you hate Shelly. He's such a pathetic loser. Can you imagine? If, he, if they made that movie more recently, he would have been a pathetic loser hacker, and then you would have just lost you your just, You want to slap him while you're watching the movie. You're just like, snap out of it, dude. Just like a little dignity. Just have a little mm-hmm. bit of dignity. Like, and, and then they always like dip into a little bit of a creep, because the pathetic loser is always the one that drills a hole in their wall to watch the chicks change. Well, like, he's got nothing nothing left to lose yeah. and there's no Ugh. other way he's going to see a boot. creepy fucker and then he's going to hack about it <laughs> <laughs> he, he hacked the girl's shower that would be fucking good what a loser <laughs> he'd be like moen i know this <laughs> moen is actually a real uh, faucet brand uh that's the kind of nerd i am ask your wife what category i fall into <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't pick sloan but that's fine nerd you're the know-it-all nerd you fucking asshole <laughs> Pathetic Loser, that's number three. Number two, and this is actually number two and number one are hard for me because they both just fucking ruined shit for me. Mm-hmm. But number two is that emotional tether character, usually a mom and or a kid, and they get into a character like Punisher or some badass and but, just But not the main character's mother or kid. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They yeah. just take you right out of the movie because you want it to go one way and it's like a forced motivation on this character to do something that's not what they normally do, which can be good if it works, but it usually does not. It's when it doesn't work. It's usually when characters that don't need an emotional tether, the reason why those characters, why the Rambos and why the Punisher works is because they're heartless. They understand the value because of what they lost, but like, I don't need him to have a relationship with them to know that he doesn't want the kid and the moms to die. Right, exactly. And his, he should not be taking care of the kid and the mom he should be taking care of the problem that the kid and mom have yes and then like have a moment where he's like oh man if i don't succeed the kids kids and moms are going to die but it's all kids and moms not the specific sure sure emotional tether fuck that that annoys me oh and then we get to number one game over man oh god we're gonna die we gotta do something about it we gotta do get a hold of yourself roomy oh i needed that thanks dude i was freaking Uh, out neither one of us can stand fucking hysterical people in movies yeah and it's it's just when shit needs to get done the person freaking the fuck out now i don't think solving the problem usually is a slap in real life but in movies fuck i just want to slap the shit out of problems nonstop. why do you (laughs) think i was so late getting here today (laughs) slapping (laughs) problems left and right oh man well that was pretty good man i think that was a good list let us know what do you guys think well what do you agree with is there shit on here that you guys agreeing and drive you ape shit is there anything that we didn't talk about any character either specific or a more more important really a trope uh, an archetype that we miss that you guys can't stand let us know what you think oh my god i think we're gonna get a lot of people saying uh podcasters yeah, handsome podcasters <laughs> annoying as mediocre shit. looking podcasters <laughs> who continuously call themselves handsome <laughs> <laughs> and cannot stay on topic to save their lives. They say they're going to talk about funny shit and comic books, but they just tell dick jokes nonstop. <laughs> yeah. We've been listening to them for three, four years now, and we're waiting for that funny part of the show to start. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's been that. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Rumi, let's blast this thing off. Oh, man, that was a good one. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. We've been the Rocketeers, and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five.